0: should we call this sub series uh i hate your movie after dark (laughs) this is the only movie that doesn't have any sex in it we've done so far probably yeah so it doesn't really work unless you think how the guy gets fucked physically (laughs) Right. Hello. Hello and welcome to I Hate Your Movie. This is a podcast where we inflict movies on each other for your entertainment. My name is Dan and I'm here with Rick. Hello. This week uh, we're having a Damien Chazelle double feature. Yay. Last week we watched Marathon. No uh, we didn't. We no, watched Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> That's the name. Is there a film called Marathon? <laughs> I was, well, marathon was in my mind because I was going to say marathoning. Two movies, but that doesn't really work. We're doing just... a Damien Chazelle marathon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two hours, four movies. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we watched Babylon, and that reminded me one of my favorite movies he's done called Whiplash. It stars Ma Stella J.K. Simmons,
1: <laughs>
0: Jonah Jameson. Yeah, just just kidding, Simmons. When I was writing my notes, I kept saying
1: Jonah Jameson did this. Jonah Jameson did that. <laughs>
0: He is hard to separate from that role. Especially in this. He's like an even harder JJ. Yeah, he's like devil Yeah, JJ. It is a 2014 film. It's won three Oscars. One J.K. Simmons supporting role. cool, And two bullshit ones. Right. No, actually, I think one is writing. So one for original screenplay, one for J.K. Simmons. Rick, what did you think of Bad Drumming Teacher? Do you want my one sentence review? Yes, please. Oh, I've forgotten to do <laughs> <to> again.
1: <laughs> If this had more jazz, it would be better than Babylon.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) It has so much jazz,
1: but like it's non-stop jazz. It's not. It is well. Well, there you go. That completely puts nail on the head. It doesn't have non-stop jazz. It has constantly stopping jazz. Constantly, people are like start playing, and then he holds his hand up and guys like does like a closed fist, and people stop. Uh, Okay, all the time. And if it just like I know it does it for the big set pieces, but. It needed more music to okay. to kind of get settle into it. Okay. In the same way that Babylon, kind of like that first scene in Babylon when like everything's going crazy and you've got the music in the background, it plays such a huge part in like driving the story. Mm-hmm. And this was constantly like... Yeah, <laughs>
0: there's two main songs, Caravan and Whiplash. Yeah. And I think you're meant to get used to the songs... In the movie kind of see who doesn't play good which i really paid attention to this time if i knew music better
1: mm-hmm. i would kind of understand it more and i would probably have a lot more respect for like the craft of this film because mm-hmm. when he's saying like oh we're going to take it from
0: the uh, number three and oh yeah i don't know any of that. yeah no, I but don't what think. i'm saying is so i've seen this movie before yeah. Uh, lots of times, actually. This is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. And I'm not a music guy at all. I have no idea what they say. They're going to do the eight half tempo, <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know. But because I'm familiar with the songs, they play enough times in the movie as well. I kind of can tell if someone's rushing or not. Oh, really? Yeah. I can because the music is so good. It's like, and it's very drum centric. Mm-hmm. All the drum beats go with the main bits, the horns and the stuff. And you can really tell if you pay attention if it's being played well or not. Especially if you listen to the end. The end, he plays it perfectly. See,
1: I just I couldn't tell for like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Especially when Jonah Jameson's really in Andrew's face, just yelling at him, yeah. like, "Get mm-hmm. me bad pictures of Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> 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 These are blurry." You're in the Fantastic Four. <laughs> you must know him. <laughs> yeah,
1: so like, you know, when he's in his face and like, were you rushing or were you dragging? Were you rushing or were you yeah. dragging? But uh, I, don't know, I have no idea. Yeah,
0: I could tell. Could you? Yeah, and again, not music guy at all. But I think this move is expertly kind of... But
1: even he can't tell.
0: Uh, in that moment, I think he's just nervous and doesn't want to admit a mistake because he feels like he's going to be ousted. Right. I suppose that's shown by the guy who gets kicked out. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Go on. It's a very layered question. Do you agree with me? Or, if not, explain how... (laughs) ...J.K. Simmons is not the scariest movie villain of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. Okay. I don't think he is. I think he is for me. Yeah? Damn, he gets me. He's so fucking scary. He He is properly scary.
1: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. J.K. Simmons plays it so well. Yeah, I think he got like forty-seven nominations <laughs> for awards for this. Yeah, and rightly so mm. because even though you know he plays the jokey news guy in Spider-Man, but generally he doesn't play this kind of like shouty, angry mm. kind
0: of role. And he really digs the yeah. end, especially it well. serious. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. do serious. Yeah, lot. for sure. But
1: I think it's not the scariest villain for one reason. And that's that. Even though all of these kids are like at the top of their game and they want to be the best, technically they could just walk out and leave and not come back. Go back to the the rubbish people's class that Andrew first yeah. started in.
0: He holds power over them. Oh, we should explain this fucking movie before <laughs> 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 if someone hasn't seen it. Um, so basically, it's very simple actually compared to Babylon. Especially. Yeah. I think I said to you before, Babylon's like seven films in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is half a film, but very, <laughs> but it's very detailed. Yeah. And you, there's a lot to think about. So basically, we follow this guy called Andrew. He's a first year jazz drum student in jazz academy. Schaefer. Schaefer. He wants to be the best jazz drummer Ever, he wants to be one of the greats. He wants to be the best jazz drummer since that guy that I had never heard of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of that, isn't it? <laughs> at least you've heard of John Smith, <laughs> even though he died at was 35. It's, <laughs> not even,
1: it's not even John <laughs> Swift. It's like they've got some weird names. You've heard of like you've heard of Razzie Jameson, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I
0: haven't. <laughs> what are <you> talking about? <laughs> yeah. In the first scene, we can see he's he's practicing alone then gets the attention of um, J. Jonah Jameson, Fletcher. We're going to get to know that he's like the big deal music teacher. Like you want to be in his class. The reason he's a villain in this film is because he is an abusive teacher. Like to the max. Yeah. And uh, that's the crux of the story, which is... As you said, like he, people can walk out, but he holds this kind of power that he is the best and you want to kind of tell people that you learned under him and things like that and you want to get into the best competitions and best this and that. So he kind of holds this power over you. So there's that holding them back. That was my long point. Yeah, it's true. For me, the theme of the movie is, would you be Raymond Bradbury, a famous jazz <laughs> drummer from the 1930s, dying at 35 Alcoholism, or would you like to live at 90 and be boring? How far you should go for your ambition? So, what's the answer? Well, what's your answer? Well, if you had the choice between
1: the two, that's a very good question. Your work suddenly blows up, Mm -hmm. but you knew you'd get a drug or alcohol addiction and it would, Mm. but your your work would live on 50 to 100 years from now.
0: I'm a special case. (laughs) (laughs) I've always said that about you. i don't think most people should answer the diet 40 alcoholism why not because that's not a normal life but i don't have a normal life i kind of honed everything into my artistry. i would prefer i I don't like the famous part of it i don't care if i'm famous i want people to read my work you know i want people to read my work and i kind of i want to be just comfortable enough to live from it but don't do that don't, don't be don't be like me. It's actually quite telling that I used your example like of your like comic book work that
1: I didn't naturally assume that this podcast would be <laughs> <laughs> would be popular enough to for us to go on a drinking binge and kill ourselves. I would die for this podcast. That, that's
0: the dream. <laughs> <laughs> what would we like the podcast equivalent of Miles drumming so hard that his hands bleed? We get chapped lips. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, we, we came close last week with the recording of Babylon. That's true, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Jesus. I stood up from that and my, my ass hurt because I've been sat down in the chair next to <laughs> a microphone for so long. <laughs> There's a few things I'd like to talk about from the, from the intro before we even meet any of the characters. Okay. So, first things first, makers of the film came up and one of the makers of this film or the production company of this film was Blumhouse. <laughs> yeah, B- Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Yeah. Blumhouse. No, Blumhouse. It's Blumhouse. Look it up. It's Jason Blum. Blum. Everybody says Blumhouse. Producer Jason Blum. Have-
2: Jason Blum.
1: Welcome to the Blumhouse. Uh, a Blumhouse film. Blumhouse. Blumhouse movie. Blumhouse movie. The Blumhouse model. Beginning of, of Blumhouse. It's like a bloom. <laughs> it's like a Blum. <laughs> I'm going to continue to say Blumhouse. Okay, it's Blumhouse. Because it's not Blumhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse for it to be Bumhouse films. BH Productions. <laughs> anyway. <back> yeah. <laughs> That, that company, yeah. obviously synonymous with horror films, Yeah, just surprised me.
0: Maybe they put some money into other types of independent production, or you can argue this is a horror movie, which it terrified me. I don't think it's a horror movie. It's a character study? It's a drama, but you know, any horror movie is a good drama, really.
1: Weird thing, why is Whiplash written in such small letters for the title? <laughs> I don't know. It's so small. It's like an eye test. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's literally
1: like 3% of <laughs> the screen.
0: Yeah, so we uh, talked about how Andrew, he practices alone, and then J.K. Simmons comes in and gives him instructions what to try. He just walks out. As, as, as he tries it, and he's like, really tries it, he just walks out. It's weirdly shot at
1: this point. It really felt very, very indie. Okay. I, I didn't get that vibe later in the film, but it's very kind of like static camera someone kind
0: of walks on mm-hmm. I just like the beginning because it's not like bring 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 uh, Andrew wakes up alarm clock <laughs> I'm late for jazz school <laughs> you know <laughs> Smash Mouth starts playing for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Smash Mouth, uh, that guy. His name is Smash Mouth. Didn't come up in this in this film. It's not one of, <laughs> wasn't one of his aspirations. Yeah, I like how it just like, straight goes in there. The story happens now. Yeah, it's, it's it's great. Then Andrew goes to the theater. I really like this. The the relationship side. No, there was. Like... The theatre. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like the fact that someone went to the cinema. Well, <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> no, <that> wasn't it.
1: <laughs> I like it for two reasons. One, because I completely called what was going to happen with the him and her. Okay. From the Completely?
0: Very, yeah, very beginning. I have questions about that later. Yeah.
1: And the second thing is how you really establish, like, his fairly
0: submissive character
1: from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and where he got it from as well.
0: Yeah. From uh, Paul Reiser from Aliens. <laughs> Paul Reiser is his dad. Yeah. So he gets hit in the head. Someone walks behind him in the
1: cinema, hits him in the head with a popcorn bucket and he apologises to him. And then he tells Andrew off because Andrew poured some chocolates in his popcorn or whatever, <laughs> and then said he's going to eat around him. And he says something like, oh, why didn't you say anything? Like you too so, basically saying, yeah, you're a bit weak. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't, And that was what he said. He said, I don't understand you sometimes. When he just did pretty much exactly the same thing (laughs) 10 seconds ago.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good characterization. Yeah, yeah. Now, you say the first scene felt indie to you? Maybe it was this one. I was thinking this one because it, yeah, it, it, is, fe- it, it felt, is this one. It's... It felt like they just made the set from cardboard boxes. Yeah, yeah.
1: If, I think it is this one. I think I vaguely yeah. remember him walking into the cinema. Yeah. And that's when I thought. It's
0: it. a very low budget cinema entrance. <laughs> like It's an underground cinema. It's cardboard box and cellar tape. Drywall. <laughs> yeah. So they like yeah. found in a dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She couldn't lean on it too much. <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in the practice room. We see this uh, first class practice students. The amateurs. The amateurs. The shit people. <laughs>
1: the, yeah, the... the ones that are going nowhere with their lives.
0: Yeah. All oh, my l- little favorite, not even scenes, but like snippets of the movie, is whenever someone enters a music room and people clearly just trying out their instruments. It, it sounds like if you torture a cat, that's what sounds you're going to make. <laughs> and then later on, when you go to the expert room, it still sounds like all over the place. It kind of sounds like the um, Birdman soundtrack. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) But uh, it sounds more like clearer, clearer sound.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I will say this, because again, I'm not a music person and I can't really tell notes from hearing them. But especially when they practiced, because they did do a little bit of a song in in the shit room and it sounded crap.
0: Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it totally <laughs> it did. It sounded so crap. Yeah, and the guy, the teacher was like very laid back. Yeah. Yeah, just do your best, you know. He was the yin to J.K. Simmons Yang. So Ryan Connolly, he's the main drummer in this first class. And Neiman, Andrew, is just the page turner. Oh, the few questions about that. Like other people, band members, don't seem to have the page turner. So there's always just one guy who's extra who sits there? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Email your answers at... I don't give a shit at ihateyourmovie.com. So, this is where Andrew um, goes and asks the cinema girl out, out on a date. I knew from the, that moment that relationship wasn't going to last to the end of the film. Of course, yeah. As they're practicing, Fletcher comes in, dead silence. Okay. In the room, he looks at the music sheet and he's like, <laughs> cute. <laughs> <laughs> I remember from that scene him looking
1: at. The other teacher. Yeah. And just being, you could just... uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) He rehearses through individual people on the music. Yeah. And then he gets to the drum and he asks Ryan to switch with Andrew. There's a lot of like, do a eight and a half and a a fourth quarter. Seven and a half (laughs) Bingbat (laughs) spritz. Do that and there's like some kid who's like just blows 10 seconds but not even two seconds no, it, is.
1: it does, but that's what bugs me about it like sh- i mean surely you can't tell in like <laughs> that's
0: it um i think so well a musician could tell if it's out to him yes so maybe it was that he was picking on us his- yeah but he's like <laughs> some people just go mm, and he's like nope bye <laughs> Fletcher tells him to be at the practice room, his music room. Oh yeah, uh, six AM <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> but the band isn't starting till nine AM. So he's just wasting his time on purpose.
1: I think the funniest bit about that is that he wakes up late. <laughs> yeah,
0: he wakes up late and runs yeah,
1: rushes in. <laughs> I mean you already know he's a dick. Yeah. Like you just get that vibe immediately. Yeah. I felt for like the most of the film. That him being a dick is leading to something, you know. He's it did. He he pushes the people to be like the best they can be. Mm -hmm. That is just being a dick. Like the the getting telling someone to get there
0: (laughs) three hours early. That is literally there's no point to that
1: other than to be a dick.
0: (laughs) One thing I've really noticed this time, because I remembered that he was a dick, and I remembered he was tough. And he remembered he was abusive. I didn't remember how much of an expert manipulator he was. He's like the biggest manipulator I've ever seen. He's so good at it. He's so good at saying things to get out of people. I guess we'll get into it later, but this is not a good example, this 9am stuff. Yeah, you can tell like he's a big deal because in the first class everyone was like fucking around and talking. And here, everyone's just like sitting there, waiting quietly. Well, they're not. They're, they're all like, brruh, brruh, and they're there And then 9 a.m. Bam sharp. He walks in, and m- everyone goes silent immediately. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stands to attention. Yeah. Can we talk about how J.K. Simmons has a weird rubbery face, and I can't take my eyes off his weird rubbery face <laughs> as he goes, <laughs> and just like all his jowls move. <laughs> I did not see that so <laughs> <all. laughs> <That's a> weird. He's <laughs> it's like he's like one of those dogs with the jowl. He's like <laughs> every time he talks and he shakes his head he's like the whole thing moves. Like the Churchill talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah. He's so weird and leathery and stuff.
1: Is this where he starts like nice for thirty
0: seconds? Well he's nice to lower Andrew's expectations. Okay. Yeah. again expert manipulation. He's like, okay, Andrew, you know, just do your best, you know. There's no no problem, just do your own tempo. We'll do it, fine. And then he, he keeps stopping the band, doing the fist. He keeps stopping, he's like, not my tempo, not not my tempo. And he f- throws a chair at him. Yeah. The reason for that is the story, isn't it?
1: Yeah. They, they keep referring to.
0: They keep referring to Jimbo, Mac, Mac, Man, 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 Man-, Man. <laughs> McMahon, 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 McMahon. Jimbo McManahan. Jimbo McManahan is is the best drummer because <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> Because someone threw a cymbal at his head and he's like he felt embarrassed so he's through abuse he, he tried to get better. He leans down and asks Andrew if he was rushing or dragging. He doesn't know how to answer. I think he's just embarrassed. He I think he knows. Or just nervous and not listening out or something and uh, he asked him to count it's like one two three four it's like he slaps him was i rushing or was i dragging (laughs) what a fucking dickhead and this is all because he's yeah he lowered expectations and he went like yeah it's fine it's all good you know he wanted to see him doing his best in a relaxed scenario but that's to him that's not good enough then he lights the fire of jk simmons
1: I have a question yeah. that you
0: may or may not the the
1: answer to. So when Andrew first walks into the room, the main drummer guy at mm-hmm. the time gets him to, like, twist some bits yes. on the drums. Yeah. And Andrew's talking to the piano guy. Yeah, give me a B note. Give me a B note. And he's twisting the drums. Like, drums have notes. Tuning it to the bong yeah. of the piano.
0: It's like, it's just you're hitting a drum. <laughs> not... <laughs> we need a music expert. Yeah, we do, really. Yeah. We have no idea what we're talking about. Actually, one scene we forgot is just before Andrew's first abuse. He makes fun of a fat kid. Yeah. So what happens is he's like, oh, someone's out of tune. And he's like, makes everyone go a little bit. You're fine. You're fine fat kiss like starts playing he's like are you out of tune are you out of tune and he doesn't know and then he sends him away and he's like actually it was you johnny but <laughs> <laughs> but uh if he didn't know that's bad enough
1: i think that's shit obviously he's supposed to annoy you yeah but again it's to get the best out of people that's the idea of it you can forgive him for one if he's getting the other but he's let that person who's mistune their instrument stay and he's kicked a perfectly
0: good person out do you think that's against his philosophy it should be i think in his mind probably if that guy was like a great player he would have been like no i'm in tune and i'm gonna stay here they do say that later doesn't he?
1: him and fletcher and andrew talk about it later yeah about you know what if you're Teaching methods kicked someone out and discouraged them. If they were, if they were good enough, they wouldn't be discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My next note on this was
0: Jonah Jameson is proper scary. <laughs> I don't know if I should get into this, right? This is like personal crybaby backstory. Okay. I'm not going to get into too many details, but I wasn't bullied at school by other school kids, I was bullied by teachers like this. But the the difference was that they were not, like, trying to get me to do anything. They were just cruel. They were just cruel because they knew that my my mother won't come to, like, family... What was those called? When there's, like, family come... Parent-teacher evenings. Yeah, parent-teacher evenings. <laughs> <laughs> so I was actually... I'm very connected to this movie in that way. I can see the power dynamics and how scary it is. So, like, it really hits me on a on a deep level. And then the world's most awkward date happens... <laughs> <laughs> they're just horny i think because like it's, everyone's awkward and they're not like bonding but she's like puts her feet on his feet it's like yeah i want to fuck you
1: okay <laughs> <What> <laughs> it's about, you... i think it's more supposed to be like a meat cute than a we
0: gonna fuck <laughs> like i think <don't... laughs> well they're teenagers come on they're 19 years old
1: yeah i thought the point of that scene is that they're not regular teenagers that they go to this like Cool little pizza place. Very
0: mm-hmm. cool. It was like a dinky little nothing. Okay, yeah, but they're like students, they
1: go to this pizza place, mm-hmm. you know. The, I think the idea of that was to separate them from other college kids that like frat parties and, you know, they didn't go to a bar and get do shots. Mm-hmm. The point of that was supposed to be, oh, look at this cute little young couple. Not like, they're going fuck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know what she sees in him and what he sees in her. Other than they're just cute.
1: nice, they're just nice people. They're just two nice people. It's
0: uh, if I had a daylight I would kill myself the next day. <laughs> it
1: was so awkward. In this scene, Andrew recognizes the song in the background. Oh yeah. Um, and for this point, they actually do make up a musician. Okay, not Jim Bob McManahan,
0: who's definitely (laughs) real.
1: Yeah, they don't, they actually make up a musician for this scene. Okay. And it's, um, because the music in this is done by Justin Hurwitz. Okay. Same guy who did the music for Babylon. Okay, yeah. Uh, And it's like a composition of all of his music Um, in this scene.
0: Cool. Sounded legit. Yeah. I wrote early on Did Miles Teller learn drums? So I've got something to say about that. It's J.K. Simmons who was interviewed. Okay. And the director, Damien Chazelle, didn't know that both him and Miles Teller have like extensive background in music. <laughs> and he was like, oh, do you think you can understand this uh, music lingo? <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> and he, I think J.K. Simmons does say he was like a music teacher at some point. Something like that. He did
1: have to take lessons for this.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe like top-up lessons. Okay, maybe, yeah. And same with Miles Teller as well. Miles Teller, it says... He was in a rock band. Was he? He's been drumming since the age of 15. Yeah. But he did study like four hours a day, three days a week. I bet, yeah. It looks impressive by the end. And about 40% of Miles Teller's drumming is used in the soundtracks. His drumming. That's right, cool. Yeah. They've used like body doubles for some things. Most of his drumming in the scenes is essentially him. Now-
0: so there's one scene that's really scummy. Uh, <laughs> and this is where like, oh my like my stomach like churns up as fucking Jake is so, so fucking evil. And, and also his character, Fletcher. Uh, <laughs> is after their lesson. After their session, he talks outside with Andrew and he's like, okay, so what do you want to do, Andrew? It's like a little small talk. That's when he tells him about the hurling symbol that someone's had, Jim Bob's, Mac had, <laughs> Um And he's like, yeah, what do you want to do? What does your dad do? Oh, he's a writer. Where's your mom? Oh, no, he left. Okay. And then later on, he uses all of that to yeah. abuse him. <laughs> he's such a fucking scumbag.
1: The way I remember that scene is he really, like, Gets in his personal space. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he's like he's just asking him. Like he leans on him, friendly questions. Well, he's leaning on the wall.
0: He was leaning on the wall, but it's like he's like yeah, it,
1: like his hand is over his shoulder. Yeah, like, his forearm is in Andrew's face. Yeah, but yeah, he does his research before he abuses people.
0: Fucking hell! <laughs> and yeah, it is scary. Like to see him switch from seemingly kind to like the most evil being in the universe.
1: J.K. Simmons' character, Fletcher, Mm -hmm. what do you think he's like in the real world? Like, if he goes to dinner with someone, do you think he's, like, a nice, friendly person? Or do you think he's still just, like, an arrogant
0: dickhead? Good question. I would think a person like that would not be trusting enough to show his actual personality to a lot of people.
1: So which do you think is his actual personality? The angry one or like, or do you think the angry one is one he's kind of like putting on to get the best out of people?
0: I think that is a real part of his personality. Mm-hmm. But how he would be day to day, I think it would just be normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If he has like a wife he trusts, he'd be just normal to her, like a normal. When the music ambition switches in, I think he's he turns on the aggression. Some of the it was very colourful insults he uses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. Oh, God. The F-slur comes out a few times. Oh, yeah, there's this little moment as well. What did you think about that? When Andrew is just looking out to a hallway and there's Fletcher talking to some guy with his daughter. And mm-hmm. he's like, how are you going to be a big jazz guy? So that that's connected to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, was that manipulation? Or was that him genuinely
1: that whole thing was interesting. Yeah. Because I'm kind of seeing that through, like, the father's eyes. By the way, question for you. Is the person in the hallway the person that kills himself later Ooh, in the film? Ooh,
0: I didn't think of that. I don't know what would that suggest. I guess it could suggest that because that person who kills himself learned under Fletcher, but then went on for a few years, and then maybe he came back. To see him and they're brought up love yeah abuse and hurt and maybe that's why they killed themselves
1: yeah I figured like he goes back to see Fletcher or it gets the impression like oh I could have done more yeah but I didn't I stopped and had this little brat
0: oh yeah I' you say I didn't think of that that's a great that's a great observation okay I like that I like that idea
1: from the scene with the that guy and the kid I'm seeing it more from like the the father's point of view because obviously Fletcher's really kind to the kid, and he's like, oh, you're going to be a thing someday. But then, like, the question there is, would the dad put the kid through that mm. so that they can be the best? Yeah. And where does that come into play? Because, mm-hmm. again, it's the same question. Like, if you want them to be the best, you probably would. But if you want them to be sane, probably not.
0: Yeah. I guess the the main core of the question is, Does their outside life, if supportive, does that help more than if they're abusive? Cool.
1: So this whole film reminded me of Jackie Chan.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here we go. So (laughs) Tangent.
1: (laughs) See? No, no. I I would like this to stay in. Okay, okay. Jackie Chan's autobiography, Mm -hmm. which I've read, is very interesting, start to finish. But the main thing is, so when he was young, like very young, he was sent off to this kind of, like, camp where they train people in martial arts and I think it's more like a Cirque du Soleil, kind of like a circus thing. Yeah. And... He's got a few stories in there. Like, they weren't allowed to go to the toilet when they woke up. They had Mm -hmm. to sweat it out. So they had to wake up in the morning and they would just run in circles and sweat and sweat and sweat and sweat sweat until all the moisture from their body.
0: I don't think that's how body works. No, no, no. (laughs) Because
1: a bunch of them, like, peed themselves. And then if they peed themselves, they got a beating. On his first day at this camp, the guy sat there and he was like, jump. So he jumped. And then he was like, jump higher. And he jumped higher." higher. And he was like, jump higher. Jumped about the same. And then the guy whacked him with a stick. Like like really bad with his. Then he goes, now jump higher. And he did. Mm-hmm. To do the splits. So obviously you couldn't actually do the splits. Then you got like two or three guys to come and kind of just push him down.
0: Oh, they'll tear some tendons.
1: <laughs> so that was the, the whole vibe of this camp from the start to finish. When Jackie Chan was writing about it, he said he was actually quite sad that it doesn't happen anymore, Mm -hmm. because the whole thing obviously stopped soon after Jackie Chan left. And in his brain, and and the way he said it was, there is never going to be a group of people as good at that as he was, Mm -hmm. and they were, Mm -hmm. because they they can't be, Mm -hmm. because everything's so nice and friendly, as it probably should be.
0: Not in Uh, China, right? Probably.
1: (laughs) But there will never be anyone better than them ever again. Uh So, yes, I think it does get the best out of people if it's for the right reasons in the right way. Whether or not this character skirts that line because he does do things just to be a dick. Yeah. And he does, like, kick the guy out of the band just... She didn't like him that day.
0: <laughs> My real answer to that is you probably need a mix, a good mix of of hardships and things that lift you up to be successful, I think. In
1: this context, yeah. the things that lift you up are the good performances in the big shows. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing where you kind of like, right, it's yeah. worth it.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you get enough of your positives by performing well.
0: Mm hmm. Human psychology is really fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> now, this scene, next scene is interesting. They're in the music hall. And at this point, Neiman is still just a page-turner. Mm-hmm. He's not the main drummer. What happens is this other guy, whose name is Tanner. So they're rehearsing before the performance... And Fletcher comes in, J.K. Simmons comes in. He's like, if I see these music folders lying around again, I'm going to fucking whip you or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as much of a silver tongue as he does. He puts it in a much more colourful way. <laughs> the practice is over and Tanner, the main drummer, gives Andrew his folders like, to keep it with you until the performance. And The folder has the sheet music. The folder that. has the sheet music, yes. Andrew puts it down for like 10 seconds yeah. to get a Coke. He loses it, disappears.
1: Is it bad that I want to know like what happened to that folder?
0: I have a pretty strong theory of what happened to that folder. Okay. I think it was it was Fletcher because he said he's going to take it. He's going to take it and you're not going to be able to use it anymore. Okay. So he says something like that. So I think he was just going around. I was like, okay, let's see what happens now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he'd risk sabotaging his own show?
0: Well, at the end, it's very clear that he's he's happy to sabotage his own show. Yeah, true. (laughs) He quite literally does that at the end. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, so this guy, who's the main drummer, he can't remember the notes. He says he has, like, some memory issue. Surely you have some muscle memory, if you practiced it so much. You'd think so.
1: Yeah. Like, especially as you rehearse as much as they do. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a drummer... In a band, and I've seen a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the ones who use sheet music mm-hmm. for like an entire set. Yeah, yeah like yeah. an entire like twelve song set.
0: Yeah, he has like uh, he has the first fifty dates disease. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's, he, he's the guy from Memento. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has to like scratch the notes on his skin. <laughs> Replash. <laughs> Yeah, so this is where Andrew gets his chance because he remembers the music because he tried it so many times on his own. And they actually get first place. Yeah. Nice. Oh, What did you think about the uh, family dinner scene?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I completely forgot that scene existed.
0: Yeah. That one's a bit too obvious to me, I think. But uh, I guess it's a discussion worth having in this kind of movie or bringing up. It's a bit comical when the two jocks come in. Like, yeah, <laughs> Johnny is class president, and and Richard is uh... hey. <laughs> fuck you! I, I can't remember another name. Brad and Brad is is the best football ever. footballed <laughs> and he's like oh. he throw
1: the he throws the ball real good, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm a drummer at the best music school and the yeah. best class, and everyone's ignoring him. And then he he speaks up later and he insults everyone, just yeah. everyone, and yeah, that's when they have the discussion: what's better, living a full life or being Jimbo McMahon? <laughs> Jimbo uh, McMahon, Jimbo famous McMahon. Musician. <laughs> the best, the musician who lived till
1: thirty and died of drugs. My favorite bit from that scene: someone says like, "I'll call you," and as he's leaving, it's like, "Yeah, three yeah. words you never hear from the NFL."
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. He is quite a shy guy, but he's kind of also like a very harsh truth teller. I think they bring that out of him though. I guess so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just being more interested in this.
0: But there's later scenes where I felt like that's his base personality anyway. Okay.
1: So the guy you mentioned earlier, the second or the first drummer for the shit band that comes up to the yeah, game. Yeah, Connolly. Is it Ryan Connolly? Ryan Connolly, yeah. Yeah. He again quite a beefy guy. He's mm-hmm. quite a he's got like a jock Mm-hmm. kind of a, to
0: him he has a hilarious i don't know like smiley face <laughs> where he's like you kind of know what he's walking into but you clearly see on his face he doesn't know what he's walking into was like this yeah i'm
1: here i'm ryan Connolly." he looks so much like a jock i thought this was one of the people from the dinner scene because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get a good enough look at anyone's faces i was like why have they got class president to come do the drums? <laughs> that makes
0: no sense. That that's Jake his expert manipulation. Next <laughs> next he's gonna bring in his dad. Andrew's dad to play the drums. It's like and he goes Bing. It's like, ah, oh, it's actually great. He <laughs> might be replaced, Andrew. They're actually coming up on Andrew dumping his girlfriend Nicole. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to bring up, which is yes, you can clearly see this is the way it's going. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have guessed that he lays out the whole relationship, but if they continue, like very dryly and logically. It's like, "Okay, we're going to we're going to date, and now I'm going to keep focusing on music, and I'm going to start to present you for trying to take time away from me and this and that, and so he dumps her."
1: I think that all of that's completely unnecessary. If he just sat down with her and said, "I need to focus on my music. Bye." I think I would have understood that. And Mm -hmm. I think if I would have understood that, most people would.
0: They were probably still very early on in that relationship and probably still rose-colored glasses. It needs to explain why this won't work. And I just like it because in other movies like this, Mm -hmm. that actually plays out usually in the story. Okay, yeah. That's what I mean. And I just like it that just, yeah, this is going to happen. So, you know, we should cut it off now before anyone gets really hurt. So this is where Connolly comes in. With his big smile and big <laughs> red hair. And Fletcher tells him that he's going to try out for the part. He's almost trying to create this, like, hate triangle. <laughs> episode title. <laughs> and there's an, one person who's trying to be better. As someone's worse and he's complimenting that. He's he's pushing the other person to greatness. Mm-hmm. Yes, so this is where they have the freeway kind of try off. And what? <laughs> <laughs> this is where they have the free sum on the drums. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god. So he Fletcher makes the rest of the band go out and wait while they sort out who's the drummer. They like finish at like two AM or something ridiculous. He keeps pushing it and the three people who are up for the role keep, you know, going to the chair and my favorite bit of that is that they keep swapping each other like Come on do it. No, come on do it. No. Go on, do it No. And then Connolly comes in and he, he just... <laughs> <laughs> and Fletcher's like, what's that your problem? Really? Now you're going to play in it? Fine. Oh, the chair, the chair height was the problem. <laughs> I think this is where he throws all the things at Andrew. Your mummy left you. Your daddy is a failed writer. You know, your shit. This is given. The, the really fast bit of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can play that, Double, double, triple, eight the tempo. Double swings. Double swings, that's it. Double time swings, that's it. Double mm. time swings. Mm. Fletcher gets a phone call and he gets emotional. And he goes in this office. Andrew comes after him and is like, who got the part? And he's like, that's not a good time. Yeah, so this is the phone call is that his old student killed himself. Yeah. Which he later he comes in and tells the whole rehearsal group. Yeah, he plays that CD, doesn't he? He plays the CD from his music and as a usual scumbag, he he doesn't say he killed himself. He said he died in a car accident. Yeah, this is where we increasingly see that Andrew's hands are like bleeding and scabby. Do no, you know he actually bled? That's actually Miles Taylor's blood for a lot of that. I didn't know the drumming was so brutal. Partly because,
1: fun fact, when they were recording, the director, like on purpose, wouldn't say cut. Mm-hmm. And he would just leave Miles Taylor drumming mm-hmm. until he got exhausted and had to stop.
0: <laughs> nice. Maybe he was the real Fletcher. <laughs> so they're going for another award show. Yep. Andrew is late and because uh, the boss got a flat tire. And then he goes to a car rental manically and <laughs> rents a car. And he leaves his drumsticks behind. And Music sheet, I think, as well. And on the way back, he gets... Because he's on the phone and he's manically driving, he gets hit by a truck. Yeah, this has got to be quite
1: traumatic for Miles Teller to film this. It obviously does. he was in a car accident.
0: Mm-hmm. It depends yeah, how they filmed it, I guess. And then he goes back and he's, like, bleeding. Like, yeah. half of his body is bleeding. He and leaves he... he leaves the scene. He leaves the whole scene. He, his car is flipped up and he Yeah, leaves. that's
1: that's the thing I did. I like, really, like, was a... Uh bit too out there for me where he just walked away from this flipped car
0: yeah to go play drums yeah but for him it's not just drums it's his you know it's his very important performance it is a bit pushing it the believability
1: it is especially as like the idea that you would be able to play drums to that level mm-hmm because he looks like he's got, like, a broken hand or something.
0: He's shaking, for sure, from the shock. But he can't hold the drumstick properly. Yeah. I get the feel that was just the blood pouring down on him that he just slipped. okay. Yeah. He keeps dropping the drumsticks, doesn't he? He keeps dropping one, and then he plays with one hand. <laughs> they have to stop. Andrew fucks it, because he's bleeding all over the place. They have to stop. Did you, did you
1: see him, like, attacking Fletcher at this point? That came out of nowhere for me. Because, <sighs> obviously, they have this kind of, like love-hate relationship yeah mostly hate (laughs) yeah mostly hate. very abusive relationship but then he just outwardly tackles him to the ground Mm
0: -hmm. i i that it's very animalistic but i get it like emotionally like he's fucked it and now he has all this like amped up anger and he doesn't know what to do with it so that's all he can do is take it out on him
1: yeah i thought he was at least just going to go out the back and like throw boxes around and I thought he's gonna kick the drum set apart or something, but I did not expect him to just go and attack because everything leading up to that point
2: mm-hmm.
1: he does to stay in the band, everything he does up to that point he does for the like the 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 love of drumming and the and the will to be the best, mm-hmm. and then him attacking. Fletcher mm-hmm. is the complete opposite of everything leading up to that point.
0: I don't know, because he Fletcher does make it clear that if Andrew Fox up, then he's out of the band. He says something like that.
1: He does, but he says that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. If this felt like an important performance. Mm. I don't know. To me, it makes sense. Should he have gone out and fisted the air and gone, shucks. Oh, <laughs> shucks. Gosh darn it.
1: I don't know. I think it just would have been a better if he just kind of like really like a tense kind of thing if andrew's there on the drum kit and he's bleeding from his face and he's bleeding down his arm Mm -hmm. and then fletcher just walks up to me and goes you're out fuck off yeah you know that really cold i don't care about you at all yeah part of it would have been more than oh they had a fight now he's definitely out
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so he's been expelled
1: yeah so do you think Andrew would really have written him out?
0: At that point, yeah. Yeah? Because he had no use for him anymore. Uh, I mean, I think it was a tough decision in him because there's maybe like a bit of a Stockholm syndrome going on. Even though he was tough, he made me better. You know, and yeah. I'm starting to rationalise it. and You see that in that scene where he's like, doesn't really know what to do and is thinking. Who is it that's
1: trying to build a case for him as well?
0: The, some lawyer or something. And they do bring up that kid who killed himself. Okay. That kid's parents want to build a case. Mm -hmm. So they ask Andrew. So it can't be the guy in the hall then? If the kid's parents want to build a case? I guess so. I don't know. Elderly parents. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, this is where they kind of lay it all out that, yeah, he's been uh, abusive. And there's...
1: (laughs) Just in case you didn't know from the previous hour.
0: (laughs) Well, they, they lay it out for outside the venue. You know, the... Because everything was pretty much insulated in that music room. But now it's how Andrew's father knows. Right, we're going up to the end. So, Andrew, living his normal life now.
1: Yeah, he gives up the drums, which I didn't like.
0: I didn't like that either. I thought that was a bit of an overreaction. Like, fine, you're maybe giving up being a best just drumist. Yeah. Of all time. But, but you can still play. You, you can still, still play got a lot you can, of talent and you, yeah. can, still you can still make use a that. living out of it yeah. for sure. You can be like that guy who you see on the on the street with the, the buckets. buckets right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll be a bucket drummer,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: You've you've dropped out of the best music school in the US, but you know, there's the buckets. Yeah. So
0: how do you tune a bucket?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's dual purpose. You can do some drumming, then you've got some toilets. <laughs> nice. So you know. Yeah, yeah
0: good. Then it makes like a deeper noise after that. <laughs> 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 Boom. When <laughs> <Man>, it's full. <laughs> it's full of shit. It's that's that's how you tune it. It's like how, how much shit is in the bucket. <laughs> it's very little shit that makes a high pitch sound. This is the Spider Man free I'm not to on my fan <laughs> that montage what is happening the spider-man too, when he gives up his powers and he's like, okay and he's yeah. like very happy and he's like this crime ah oh, whatever and he <laughs> 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 this is that this is that scene where he goes "Ah, oh, jazz
1: whatever that's to yeah. drumming no way no way. i'm gonna go be a barista <laughs> yeah the
0: real life yeah i thought it was a bit of a reaction
1: i was really hoping in this scene what I think would have been a nice kind of like ending to the relationship story was he's the barista in this shitty coffee shop. And then she comes in mm-hmm. and we're like, ah, <laughs> like doing that. No, well obviously the scene would have played out like, Oh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like See the you previous one. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good to do that nose thing. The <laughs> nose is spent point. But I think that would have been better.
1: Because again, like one of my things here is that he calls the ex girlfriend and it's like, just meet someone else. <laughs> like, come on man.
0: Yeah.
1: Like the relationship was done. He'd left it behind and why the film didn't need to bring it back up again. Especially as he makes that phone call and then finds out she's got a boyfriend invites them to the show and then you don't see him at the show you don't see like
0: I think there was just like they it was like an unspoken we're not gonna come yeah thing that when they were talking yeah I just didn't see you know that was done that whole storyline was finished um
1: why he he's he can have regrets about that
0: situation without it being like phoning her up no regrets. It's just like a symptom of the same thing, of him living behind the drums, being a barista, and now he can awesome. be in a normal relationship. And I think that was just the illustration of that, you know? Because if there would have been another scene where he goes out, tries dating, it would have been a bit redundant, you know?
1: I disagree. I just, I think it's such a stupid move. Like, how does he think that's going to go? He's going to give this woman a call and be like, oh, do you remember how I dumped you for drums? <laughs> well, I've given up drums now. Do you want to give it a go? no. So again I think you it would be better if or just like make him look really bored. Make okay. him on a date somewhere and he's like, "Uh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you got two brothers. Interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Do you want me to use your favorite two words? Oh, what's my favorite two words? Free pie. Thematic resonance. <laughs> 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 it is a thematically resonating thing that he's doing all the symptoms of going back to normal life. And this was just an easy way to show that. Yeah, again, just okay. someone new that would, okay. would have done that better. Yeah, it would have been longer scene and that would have been annoying.
1: No, he, like I say, you just have exactly the same thing. You just have him sitting, wearing nice clothes. He's, he's
0: on Tinder and swiping left to everything. His <laughs> <laughs> left, is that? I don't know. I'm too old. I don't know. I've, I've never used Tinder. So, Andrew is out and about, single ready to mingle. <laughs> he goes into a jazz club where he sees Fletcher is playing. Yeah. And he plays a piano. It's interesting. I thought he would have had a more aggressive kind of weapon. I mean, the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. Yeah. It surprised me that he was playing like piano trom- as well. Trombone. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Saxomophone.
0: Saxomophone. Trombomophone. I didn't talk about this, but right next to Miles in the band, always this guy with the giant. What's that called? I was like the double bass. Yeah, it's like, it's bigger than him and it's just, I was looking at that guy sometimes, he had funny reactions. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's like, whoa. <laughs> but I mean, he, but <laughs> Yeah, but he did, he did. <laughs> I really want to find that clip. He goes like, uh, at the end when, when Miles doesn't know how to play the new song and he's like, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it was funny faces. So anyway, uh, Andrew goes into this club, Fletcher plays the piano and they have a little, will talk. You think this is his real personality? From yeah, the way he's pres- is, yeah, this is what. But no, no, I don't think it is. No, no, based on what happens at the very end. So yeah, he's again cool and collected and just personal. He's like, oh, someone kicked me out of the university. I wonder who it was. And he's like, oh, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> I wonder who that was. <laughs> I wonder who that was. <laughs> I don't know. Like A- it was really obvious
1: there was him. By the way.
0: Yeah, of course. But this whole scene is to make Andrew believe that he doesn't know who he was. I get that, but Fletcher would have known. Well, it's it's obvious for us because we follow Andrew's story. But like Fletcher had 20 students, so it could have been really any of them.
1: Yeah, I suppose he kicked people out of the band yeah. frequently. Could enough.
0: have been that fat guy.
1: Could have been the fat guy. Yeah. It's a real stupid move. If you've been kicked out of this guy who you found abusive and you've gotten over it, you know, you've put your drum set away. You've got your Costa Coffee apron on. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Why would you rejoin that person's band? Forgetting for a fact that he's an incredibly abusive, horrible person. Yeah. Like, you ratted him out. Why would you then rejoin his band? It's just such an insane move that it I don't believe
0: it. it the whole scene is to make Andrew believe that he doesn't know that it was him. It doesn't matter if he knows or not. Like, Well, eventually, you just said.
1: Eventually, you... well...
0: Okay, so you just said no, there's a part of it.
1: So Fletcher had to have known, first yeah. of all. I believe that they... Sure. Yeah. yeah, I believe Fletcher had to have known. And even if Andrew believes he's gotten away with it, you would still not join that person's band in case they found out later.
0: Right, so I think what entices Andrew is this jazz festival they bring up mm-hmm. and they say this is the biggest bestest jazz festival in the world.
1: they bought it back after 50 years or whatever
0: it is. All five people who like jazz go (laughs) to see it. (laughs) There are so many people who like jazz. Apparently. It's crazy. This is also what I wanted to talk about. Jazz comes from black people in the 1900s. Every good music comes from black people. Shock. (laughs) Actually it used to be this very lowly kind of working class kind of sound. Okay. How did it become the sound of academia. And I know it is. I've listened to people on YouTube who are in music schools and they mainly focus on jazz. Like, Yeah, it does seem to be like the highest thing. Yeah. Like, it's so weird it's to me. Ju- it
1: seems to be like just underneath classical in the mm-hmm. most respected music genre.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like a genre can rise from the lowest to the highest. It's interesting to me. It's like if a hundred years from now, like the most academic... Masterful thing in music you can learn at university would be death metal. Uh, that, I think you gotta go, I think you gotta go worse than that. I
1: think you've gotta go dubstep, not quite my tempo. Here we go. Yeah, yeah,
2: like,
0: yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> So yeah, Fletcher invites him to be his uh, new drummer and it's all a setup. Yeah. Shock. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. So this is why I'm t- I'm saying that in this bar, he's not himself. He's like found an opportunity to fuck this guy for good. Fuck Andrew for good. Yeah. I love what he says in the beginning as well before they go on stage. <laughs> Everyone will be here. Do you create dice here or fly here, or something like that. Yeah, he says like... Any one of these people
1: out there can make a phone call, and you'll be the next Jim Bob McMahon. <laughs> <John laughs> <Bob McManor. laughs> what these people also do is never forget. So if you fuck up, that's you for life.
0: Yeah, and that was his whole idea. Wow, it's it's such a uh, it's like such a cold knife in your back. <laughs> Such a piece of shit, and he, so he sets him up, and then they start playing a song that he doesn't know. and doesn't have yeah, the music yeah. sheets. We're gonna on. we're gonna we're gonna start by saying playing jazz time swing, <laughs> up like, swinging, yeah, up swinging, That's the song, yeah, the third song <laughs> in the three songs. I think again, this really didn't gel for me. Okay,
1: because Andrew has given up drums and he picks the drums back up to play for this band. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't give a shit. Like he's given up. And he picks it back up for this thing. So if he fails this audition, or fails the show, it really doesn't make a difference towards the end of the film, because he's already given up.
0: I think the implication that he chances to go to this means that he doesn't want to give up. It's just all a temporary thing. Mm, Okay. I think that was it. Because, like, it shows his boring life as a barista, and whatever. Yeah, so they start playing this music. Andrew just tries to... Fumble yeah, around. With he he tries to he tries to improvise the best of his ability, but like they cut the music at some point, and he's still like bing 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 bing, and like oh, <laughs> and then and then fuck you, Fletcher. So he goes out. He hugs his dad. I think that was a very smart, subtle thing that I think I only noticed on this rewatch, which is, so Fletcher all this way is manipulated him, and I think he walks out as a manipulation tactic to make him think. That, oh, now we can play our regular music. And he hugs his dad and he goes back and he plays it perfectly, like, perfectly. Like, that's the best. This is why I noticed that previous attempts, because that's the best way that song sounds to me. Like, it's very on time. It's, it feels perfect, those songs. And then the best three minutes of cinema happens. <laughs> 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 like, not even not even exaggerating. When uh, Andrew just keeps playing. And he says to Fletcher, I'll cue you in. <laughs> and he just takes over. He takes over the whole I, uh, so, situation. Okay, so for, like, right, 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 back, <laughs> back, back,
1: back up a little bit, a little bit, a little okay. bit. So he starts, Fletcher goes up to the stand. And he's like, we're going to slow things down a bit here. And Andrew just starts drumming wildly. Then he says to the Whoa? guy, I'll cue you in. And then... They play the entire song through yeah. and then it's supposed to stop and he keeps playing mm-hmm. and then he says to Fletcher, I'll cue you in. Yes. But then plays for another two minutes with no
0: with no one else playing or anything. He's, he's just riding on, the, he's riding on the success. He's riding on the um, adrenaline that he' going to show he's the best. And he is. Yeah. Isn't that a fucking amazing scene though? Isn't that so satisfying? I think it's too long.
1: <laughs> Especially when he like... Because there's a point in it where it's, it really, really slows down. Yeah. And I, expect, I expected the band to kick in at this point, but they're not going to kick in for another minute. And when they do kick in, it's like a
0: <laughs>
1: end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I, I expected them to start playing another song, but the bit I really didn't like is when it really slows down to a.
0: Yeah. I I liked it because there's variety. It doesn't just he goes manic. Yeah. And there's variety all throughout, and then there's variety in speed. And rhythm and... and It's like a whole song in itself. It's really good. It's really good. I really love that. Fletcher and Andrew starts to see eye to eye, kind of. They they kind of have this super close-up on their eyes and they just look at each other. And they're, like, nodding at each other. They're nodding at each other. And this this is a very conflicting bit to me, which is, like, so who won? Andrew kind of rose up to his level. I think that's what the movie's saying. They can command this music now. Then he is that thing that... Fletcher was looking for all this time and now they have this like understanding but I feel conflicted about like it's kind of if you think about it's a very bittersweet ending yeah for sure because he's like oh okay so he gets to die at 35 like Jim Bob (laughs) and Fletcher got what he wanted even though he was a giant fucking asshole it's like a, a Joker actually killing the bus full of people you know that shouldn't happen it's like the Joker actually poisoning Gotham River you know like yeah. it shouldn't actually happen but it has well everybody wins Don't, do do they isn't, isn't
1: that a great ending just because so the the idea wasn't that he's gonna die at 35 the idea is if you had the choice w- would that be the case if you had the choice what would you choose it doesn't mean he's going to die at 35 mm-hmm. It just means he's now has the chance to be the best and where that leads him leads him wherever it's going to
0: mm-hmm that's a nice takeaway I didn't have (laughs) yeah I more see it as like yeah kind of this bittersweet ending of Fletcher wins and Andrew rose up to his level and he's gonna be this ambitious player that's not gonna stop until he dies early of stress or something you know that's why I took away from that ending but it was kind of nice the only nice bit was in it that he just kind of conquered him this like this like fucking unstoppable force meeting the immovable object it's kind of like that it's kind of that happens in this movie at the end and they just kinda like nod at each other. Like, oh yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> so that's We Plush. Cool. What what would you give it? I haven't really gauged you for overall opinions yet.
1: Um, it's a good film. Hmm. I would give it a six out of ten. So like five is watchable. Wow. I would watch it again. Anything lower than that is like okay, it's alright. Mm-hmm. It's meh meh. So it's, it's a good film. I don't think I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I think once is enough.
0: <laughs> I think I would be less disappointed if you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> this middle of the road. And uh, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, um, It has flaws. Fuck it. Yeah. I love it that much. Every time I watch it, I love it more. So that's, you know, top 10 movie for me. 10 out of 10.
1: Uh, you know me, I don't like films where the main character's dick.
0: Well, was Andrew was on a dick. Well, kind of. Yeah, he is a bit I of guess a dick. so. They both are, really. I guess so. Yeah. At least we agree on that. Plus, I've seen Better drummer. <laughs> that guy who was outside with the buckets. Cool. What are we
1: watching that, so the look of shock and fear that was on my face a minute ago, while you distracted you a little bit, was the realization that I had to pick a film <laughs> for you to watch,
0: and I have no idea. I thought we picked uh, the other day.
1: Did we? I think we're going to. I think okay. that's the film I'm going okay. for. So we are going to pick Spooky a- Bride. Spooky Bride. The film we're going to watch is the 2019 film starring Samara Weaving. It's called Ready or Not. Uncharacteristically, this is a horror film. That is the, I think I would say it's the first horror film I've recommended.
0: hmm Maybe.
1: <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> we don't know. There's, there's been
0: too many episodes now. There's it's been, true. There's, there's I, like, I genuinely can't remember them all. Uh, there's uh, The the thing is 24th, so we're at like 27, recording. Kind yeah? Of, yeah, 28 Sweet. even. Wow. Yeah, there's too many things to keep track of.
1: I really enjoyed this film. I have only seen it once. Mm-hmm. Like, I only saw Guns Akimbo once. And I'm hoping to... Ha- it's going to be that magic again. I hope so. Where, like, I noticed a few bits that I didn't notice the first time around. And please do not do any research into this film at all. I know we saw the trailer. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty
0: spoilery. Mm. But I'm not going to say more than that. Okay. I'm not going to say more than that. I feel like spoilers have a lesser effect on me. Okay. Because... I already kind of can call a lot of things that happen, and I'm more look forward to the execution anyway. Okay. So uh, don't bother me, but yeah, don't watch the trailer; it's pretty spoilery. I am interesting to see your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> at about the end of this film. Oh, it ends with a giant drum solo. <laughs> bang! 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 Okay. Uh. Well, thank you for
1: listening to this episode of I Hate Your Movie. We watched Bad Drumming Teacher.
0: Yeah, trademark copyright. <laughs> we have a Patreon. We do where we do bonus episodes every month for one pound only, or one dollar depending on your denomination. Yes, it's it's not not much, right? It's not yeah, much. Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. You get a bonus episodes. You're gonna get an hour's worth of content for a pound. Yeah, a half hours to forty five minutes worth of content chill up. <laughs> <laughs> uh and we have an Instagram where we sometimes post things and you can interact with us. I hate your movie. Thank you for listening. Thank you and goodbye. Well,
2: you start coming and it don't stop coming. Bed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Did it make sense not to live for fun. Your small, but your brain is smart, but you hikin.